Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I'm joined by two enterprise communications experts to dissect the inaugural Gartner Magic Quadrant for CPAS. Yes, today I am joined by Dave Michaels, lead analyst at Talking Point, and Rob Curver, founding partner of the CPAS Acceleration Alliance. Thanks, uh, thank you both very much uh, for joining me and let's kind of get right into this Magic Quadrant. And to start, I'm gonna pop up the Magic Quadrant matrix onto the screen for all our viewers. Uh, as you can see in the top right-hand corner, you have Gartner's uh, magic, uh, market leaders. Uh, in the top, left, top left-hand corner, you have uh, the challengers. In the bottom right-hand corner, you have the visionaries. And in the bottom left corner, you have uh, the niche players. And these positions are on this matrix. Gartner has kind of placed um, these vendors on the matrix based on their ability to execute and their completeness of vision after kind of a, a a big, big uh, valuation process. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of possible to, ways we can take this conversation. But maybe first, I'll pass over to you, to you, Dave. Just kind of um, for your top takeaways uh, from the report. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting report. It's the you know CPAS. I guess you could say has been around for fifteen years since uh, Twilio founded itself and more or less created the category. And so it's nice that Gartner acknowledged that sector. And it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking about this after, after the CPAS event last week in Amsterdam. Uh, it seems like, you know, over the past 15 years, it's an overnight success. Uh, what do you think of that, Rob? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's a testament to the growth of the CPAS market and business, right? That CPAS now comes out with the first magic quadrant. They did market guides and things like that before, but this is the first MQ and we all know, well, everybody loves the magic quadrants. Um, and I think, I mean, this follows what IDC did a couple of, a couple of months ago with their marketscape. I mean, the, the, the business is getting more serious uh, attention from the analysts. Um, we had a couple of uh, really good analysts last week at our event in Amsterdam, the uh, inaugural Casa 23. So it's definitely a space that more and more people are following. So well, one, of, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this report, um, Charlie, is that is that it's a more diversified report than most Magic Quadrants. I mean, this this one really... Uh, I think there was what 13, 13 vendors or providers in the report, and let's see, I made a little list here. Uh, 13, 13 providers representing eight different countries. We don't normally see that actually in our sector in communications. Uh, uh, that kind of diversification, so that's really impressive. Um, U.S. Uh, had four providers in this report. Uh, the second place, I guess, would be China with two providers. But we saw, you know, Netherlands, Norway, oh, oh, India had two. Sweden, Switzerland, UK, I mean, very diversified for a, a Gardner Magic Quadrant. And I think that's actually what's really exciting about this space is, is it, uh, it is creating a new set of opportunities. There's a little bit more of the Wild West than, say, UCAS or CCAS, which has very well-established leaders. Now, I say that with the exception of Twilio. I mean, Twilio uh, came out on the top right on this one. And again, I said they more or less created the category. So they, they are kind of, you know, everyone, but they have a lot more dots in their rearview mirror than they ever had before. So I think uh, I think it's a really interesting space. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think it's in, it's interesting. I mean, not 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 a big surprise that Twilio is in the 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 upper right corner, right? But I was surprised to see Infobip really close. Um, and yep. Volnich as well. Um, so I think, and for different reasons, right? These these two companies are doing some interesting things. I think Infobib for a long time was the best kept secret in the world of CPaaS, uh, but they're really, really big. They work with their partners, with telcos, everything. Volnich, of course, now part of Ericsson with a very interesting telco play. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's getting crowded there around uh, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those companies I do want to pick up maybe uh, a little bit on is Vonage. I saw last week actually they had this really kind of interesting announcement in terms of uh, Ericsson um, and Deutsche Telekom kind of um, partnered up to release network APIs. That could have um, quite a big impact on their CPaaS um, offering too. Do you think that's maybe something to watch out for maybe in next year's CPaaS, um, uh, CPaaS uh, Magic Quadrant? Maybe Dave, I'll go to Well, it's actually really similar to... Um... Uh, e and is that how we say it uh, out of Dubai? Uh, they presented last week in Amsterdam and they said they wanted to have best in class uh, CPaaS and so they were partnering with both Vonage and Twilio. And I think that's an interesting model because for years providers just said, you know, we're going to build it and set a partner. And so uh, Vonage has more or less replicated that model with. Uh, with uh, T Mobile, uh, Dutch Telecom, and uh, uh, I think it's a great model. I think I think that uh, it's really good for Vonage. I think it's really good for T-Mobile. Uh, it's not the same T-Mobile as T-Mobile US, different T-Mobile, but uh, the, I guess it's the original T-Mobile, the T-Mobile. Um, and uh, I think that was that's great news. I think that was very interesting. And and to Rob's point, you know, I I you know before seeing the report, I just kind of imagined Twilio and Vonage would be in the top right. Uh, very surprised at how strong Infobib showed up on this report. Um, and uh, Cinch did also really well. And a couple of names that we uh, often talk about, uh, uh, Cisco did did pretty well, Bandwidth did pretty well. And then there's a lot of names on here I don't really know very well. And I'm really anxious to learn a lot more about them. And I think uh, uh, Gartner highlighted uh, that um, regional differences are really important in CPaaS because of language issues, uh, cultural issues. Uh, regulatory, regulatory requirements. And so where Gartner tends to try to find these big mega players that work for any region, any country, it's nice that they uh, did a hat tip to understanding that uh, this particular market, uh, you may need to work with a regional provider as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point, uh, Dave. I mean, there is, this is the top 13, right? And then there's another probably couple hundred that are gearing up more regional smaller not meeting gardeners uh, uh, um, guidelines yet but there's a lot of dynamics in this space and going back to the telcos we see deutsche telecom we see proximus just acquiring uh root mobile right uh, not so long ago um we saw we see infobib works with for example bt so you're starting to see more and more of these collaborations between a cpas player and a telco or multiple telcos and it's clearly why ericsson um Shell out six billion for Vonage last year, right? That was a big bet. Um, they have a lot riding on that. The potential of doing this whole telco API play is is huge. 
um, there's so much more to CPAS than messaging, right? For years and years, we thought CPAS is messaging, but now it's clear also from the Gartner report, it's about voice, it's about IoT, it's about mobile, it's network APIs. There's so much more, of course, video. Uh, there's so much more going on in the world of CPAS, and you see that the telcos are starting to, to, to become active in different ways. They feel that they have an opportunity here. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Rob. The the um, uh, you mentioned the Gartner requirements, so you know Gartner has inclusion criteria to be in the report, and these are the vendors that met those inclusion criteria. But by it's no, it's by no means an exhaustive list. I think you said hundreds of uh, other providers out there. Uh, you know, it's pretty hard to find a cloud provider today in communications that is not you know got some sort of API or or CPaaS credential in some way. One thing I really like about this report, and I'm really actually, I'm generally pretty pleased with this report, but uh, I like that they define CPaaS. I think they did a pretty good job of defining CPaaS because it's it's a tough one. You know, people use the term a lot, and it can be a little confusing. And they said they broke it into a core set of requirements and a uh, optional set of requirements. And so, you know, the core set of requirements surprised to no one: SMS, voice calls. Uh, when I say voice calls, placing, making, routing, call, voice calls, uh, service support, onboarding, that kind of stuff. And so that makes that makes great great sense. And that's where you know certainly uh, the sector started and got a lot of attention. And a lot of players are in that space. There's a lot more. If that was the only inclusion criteria, they also had some additional. You know, to make it in here, you had to have a couple more things. And they didn't specify what they had to be. They said you know one one of these things, and maybe, you know that kind of that kind of list. But it shows where the space is kind of going, and, and like uh, Rob just mentioned, uh, with Vonage, uh, you know, mobility, IoT, uh, eSIMs, you know, these kind of fall into the advanced categories, and and I really like that. And I th- and I was I was also really interested in how they uh, played up the um, integration with services like WhatsApp and Viper, and and I think that's becoming incredibly important. I've I've been to four. I guess it's three European events now in the last two weeks, and WhatsApp comes up at every single one of them. Uh, WhatsApp is so much more predominant in Europe than it is in the U.S., and uh, uh, it's just incredibly critical uh, to have WhatsApp uh, in your customer engagement story and stuff like that. And so these uh, a lot of these CPaaS providers could deliver that. I think that's uh, uh, so. It's nice to see that optional uh, core set and optional uh, set of capabilities to help define the space. I thought that was actually pretty good. Yeah, and I think I was actually surprised a little bit by it said it said uh, you must kind of have the voice um, the capabilities you said in SMS and one other messaging app. I was maybe surprised as to hear, see it only kind of be one, maybe not to kind of put an integration with um, a WhatsApp or something like that as maybe a mandatory field. I think I, but it is as you say, it's such a it's a defa- it's a space which is difficult to define. I think as you said, Gartner did do a good job um, of doing that in terms of the actual vendors. Again, you both mentioned there's like maybe hundreds out there. I don't know, Robert, there were any kind of vendors that you think you were surprised not to see uh, maybe in this quadrant and that you would expect to see maybe in the coming years. Um, I'm a little bit biased here from the <laughs> Netherlands, but I was kind of uh, surprised not to see cm.com mm. um, yeah. because they're, for me, they're pretty much in that same league as MessageBird, right? And they have some really interesting financial API um, um, plays. Um, and the enterprise was mentioned already. I mean, they are in. They made it into the IDC uh, marketscape a couple months ago as one of the top twenty-three. Well, this is only the top thirteen, right? So it's uh, it's only logical that not everybody's in here. Um, 
And there's so many regional players, I would say, that 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 I'm sure are dying to be in the in next year's edition. I don't know if the next edition will be next year, really, because this one was a long a long time in the making, I think. But hopefully, we'll because typically they're annual once they start making yeah. one. So once they, they start making it, it, took, it took a long time to make the one, but now that it should be on a. On yeah. a recurring basis. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens next year, as uh, a lot of these uh, providers and players are are going to uh, to to try and catch up, um, and see what the uh, what the, the the way is to get to the uh, top right, right. The one that I was surprised was an on here, and I'm, it's just a function of inclusion criteria. They didn't meet one requirement. We don't know which one, uh, or at least one, I should say, is uh, AWS. I thought AWS uh, Chime SDK would be more uh, would have the volume and global reach and the typical requirements that they have and the inclusion criteria. So for whatever they missed, they obviously missed at least one of the criteria. So, yeah. uh, but that was a surprise for me. Yeah. And then the yeah. same could be said for Microsoft, of course. Although a ACS is a little bit younger, so maybe they didn't meet all the criteria. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, that, that did not surprise me actually. I think Microsoft's got a basically a pretty that core set of capabilities in there that they don't really expand into that optional yet. They will. Well, yeah, they will, and 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens a year from now. So, what about what do you think about uh, Avaya, Dave? Well, Avaya, you know, they they launched a CPaaS offering a while back. They called it Spaces. And that's one of the areas that they've cut back on in their transformation and, and uh, Chapter 11 process. Uh, Alan at Avaya says that, uh, you know, we're not only we're going to say what we're going to do, but we're going to say what we're not going to do. And so I think Spaces is, uh, uh, still got a lot of capabilities, but they're not positioning it as a CPaaS anymore. There's, there's, they're positioning it as APIs to their products and services. And so I think that's a good place for them to be right now. So, um, so yeah, Avaya, Avaya wouldn't, didn't surprise me not being on, on this. Um, you know, Ring Central's got a pretty good offering. A lot of the, a lot of the, the contact center companies like 5.9 and 8.8, they have a lot of good CPaaS capabilities, but apparently they just didn't meet. And, and, and a lot of those companies are very targeted to a specific niche and that, and, and may not meet the requirements of a, that Gardner's looking for in a much broader use case. But I, I, but you know, if you look at the list of the, the vendors on here, uh, it's actually quite surprising to me. Uh, and, and, and not only is it really surprising because I don't know all these vendors, because I like to say I know all the vendors, but not only do I know, not know all these vendors, but, um, and I mentioned how, how they are uh, from different countries and diversified. They're also diversified on the graphic itself. Uh, uh, you know, we've got, uh, let's see, it's got four leaders. Uh, uh, what's that bottom right? It's uh, visionaries, four visionaries, so four and four, that's equal. Three in the niche quadrant, that's almost equal. And then two in the challenger quadrant. I mean, that, this is a pretty well-rounded group of providers. It's no, uh, and so, um, it's exciting. I, I, if I was, uh, uh, you know, a Gartner analyst writing this report, I'd be pretty excited about this first report. Uh, the first MQ is always the funnest because, uh, uh, moving these dots is a bitch. And so when you get to place them when they, uh, for the first time and that's, that's, that's the fun part. Um, but they have a lot of controls internal that moving a dot, you got to pass a lot of, uh, a lot of criteria, a lot of scrutiny. So, uh, but I would be pretty pleased with uh, this report. I, and I can't wait to learn a lot more about uh, some of these vendors and, and, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's, it's interesting to me as well. Kind of, we've talked about the little bit of the market headwinds in terms of kind of the network um, and the telecom providers kind of coming into this space, maybe to shake it up a little bit. And then the kind of addition of other capabilities coming in, such as the Internet of Things. 
In terms of kind of looking forward to next year, which vendors do you think really could make a big shift across towards that top right-hand corner? Which ones do you think are best placed maybe um, to kind of really challenge Twilio and Vonage and InfoBip at the forefront of this uh, quadrant? Well, I, I would say um, it's a function of investment mm. and investment's tough right now in this economy. Uh, the free money, as they say, is gone. I don't know. I missed the free money. I never heard of any free money. But but anyway, the, what they the, what the experts say is the free money is gone, and I, I certainly can't find any free money. So um, the uh, uh, so the companies that have the ability to fund a rich R and D are the ones that are going to pop up, and so the ones that have the rich R and D are the ones that have you know other forms of revenue and other and 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 good good sources of cash. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Amazon in this in the near future. Um, you know, the U.S. companies like uh, Bandwidth and Cisco, uh, they certainly have the ability to pop up on this if they want to, if they, if they choose to, right? If they choose to. They choose um, to. Yeah. It's same with Microsoft, for that matter, as, as Robert has said. You know, if they choose to, then of course they will. Um, uh, and so, so uh, really, it's going to be the companies that have the access to the funding. Um, I, you could be sure that uh, a couple of these companies have a bullseye on them right now. A couple of these dots have bullseyes and some of them will be either acquired or, uh, you know, a bullseye is not necessarily a good thing because sometimes it just means let's decimate them. And so, um, and so there's going to be some companies going after some of these, some of these, uh, some of these positions. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think, uh, the, the companies with pockets, with, with deep pockets are going to be the ones that move up. And and I think I think I mean Volnich is already in that upper right corner, right? But I'm really looking forward to seeing some more um, um, telco wins from them. Uh, Deutsche last week was was timely, but uh, I mean it's, I would I was really expecting something sooner uh, earlier in the, in the year. It'll be interesting to see what happens there and, and if others will follow suit. Um, I mentioned Infobip, same thing. They're doing work with a couple of the telcos. Um, there's some players from um, the other part of the world, APEC, uh, play, companies like Conviva, for example, um, that are doing a lot of business with the telcos. We haven't heard of them here much. Um, and I think these are accelerators, right? If they do business with some, uh, if they manage to find a way to make the telcos really successful, uh, that can sh uh, shake this up really quickly yeah and one point along that and you touched on this arab already with the uh, vonage and um and uh, ericsson uh its report makes this report made mentioned eSIM, uh mentioned two-factor authentication but i think that there's a significant wave of opportunity ahead of us with 5g and mobility that we haven't got to yet and i think that's what drove that acquisition with uh, ericsson of vonage acquiring vonage and so Vonage has been talking about about uh, you know class of service in the uh, in the in the 5G network, uh, being, that being an API for an application, and they they've talked about you know uh, both Twilio and Vonage and bandwidth have been talking about better forms of authentication and validation. Uh, and so I think I think we're going to see a whole new you know they talked about the core set of capabilities and the future set of cap uh, and the optional set of capabilities they didn't really talk about the future set of capabilities and I think that's going to create a lot of interesting opportunity as well. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Yeah, it's also interesting to think about how Vonage can use kind of the CPaaS technology in the back end of their kind of UCAS platforms and CCAS platforms um, too. But I think that's maybe a conversation for, <laughs> for a different day, not on the uh, Gartner Magic Quadrant. But I think that's, that's wonderful. There's lots of great in insights uh, from both of you, but I think that's the best place actually to end today's conversation. So thank you very much uh, both for joining me and thanks to everybody for watching. Bye for now. Thanks.